Welcome, wrestling fans, to a bout of epic proportions. It's time to strap on your boots, throw that title over your shoulder, and stumble to the middle of the ring for a double choke slam from the Brothers of Discussion. In the far corner, the older, the wiser, the funnier, Mike Clang and Bang Clang. In the other corner, the younger, the quicker, the prettier, Matt, thumping and pumping, clang! Hey everybody and welcome to episode 61 of the Brothers of Discussion. This is our third time starting the podcast because both fingers must be on the mouse before the match will begin. Well, this is a good week to have uh, the Fink back because we are getting real close to the Royal Rumble. We're starting to see everything uh, form uh, in regards to what our matches are going to be, in regards to who's going to be in the Rumble. Some people may say, Mike, that my Rumble prediction has already been denied. We'll get into that later. We're, we're talking episode 61. Where can you find the other 60 episodes of the Brothers of Discussion? Tell I don't even think Matt, we said it. Us. We didn't even say it on the last episode, but you can find them. At BODpodcast.com, you can hear all of our social media here. You can listen, Jesus, you can read all of our social media stylings at BODpodcast. So that's BODpodcast.com. You're going to actually find every episode, including all of our blogs and uh, every, uh, all the links to our social media. And of course, you want to go straight to the social media, it's at BODpodcast. And if you could, please uh, subscribe and uh, review this great podcast that you've been listening to uh we have two reviews online if you could help us get to three that would be wonderful uh yeah. so let's jump in here episode 61 Before we do just one quick comment that yeah. uh 95 and a half percent of the um posts we have on facebook and twitter are jokes oh so yeah with that in mind um, like you know when matt says you know that he had to <laughs> knock the cheetos and soda pop out of his hands to applaud daniel bryan you know he's he has some awareness of you know those two <laughs> ideas conflicting so just just want to get that out there you know just a friendly public service announcement you know there there will be there will be jokes um and that means if there are jokes that, you know, you don't take it seriously as the opinion of the brothers of discussion. Right. And and when I uh, I think I think the one I struggled with the most this week, and I think I think it was good that it happened because it really calmed me down for SmackDown. And I, I didn't get I didn't have the same reaction because I said, oh, that's how we're all going to react. Because, Mike, the first match on Raw was Finn Balor, of course tag teaming with john cena and seth rollins and i made the joke that it was jbl and elias went over a couple folks heads folks we're here to tell you <laughs> that was a joke 
That was uh, that was a visual. We'll be telling a few of those. Yeah, yep. you, you had to kind of be keeping up with uh, the the picture there. Obviously, JBL isn't wrestling anymore, and obviously Elias is not Seth Rollins. Um, and bro, anytime you hear Vince <laughs> Russo, that. You know, that is just me, Vince Russo, telling yeah, a that's joke. that's actually that Vince Russo. That is not a character. It's not a character nobody's playing. <laughs> that's just me being my usual hilarious self. Yeah, it's okay? it's, it's a wonderful thing. Um, you know, th- this actually goes All to show, these, Vince. None of these are impressions, okay? Well, I was going to say. And Mike, with no ring experience, they never made a phone call to anybody in WWF except <laughs> in 1997. When you could call WCW and talk to your favorite superstar, they did do that. But outside of that, you know, these are real people. This is me, Vince, Vince Russo, Russo, saying hello. <laughs> and and Vince, you, you've done such a great job pulling in new listeners that um, we're yet to crack our record-breaking episode that happened months before your first episode. So uh, I'd like to thank you personally, Vince, uh, for... <laughs> For being you know, such a great I, you know, poll. I put, I, in a way, I thank the Brothers of Discussion for thinking of me by making <laughs> your numbers plummet like every other project I've been a part of. You're welcome. Well, I if love you talking to you, Vince. Vince Russo stamp of approval, you just got it with plummeting uh, re-downloads, retweets. <laughs> okay, nobody's, lo- nobody's downloading or tweeting. Nobody's Facebooking. Nobody's booking me for anything, so welcome to my world, okay? You're welcome. Yeah, I think there hasn't been a better, uh, uh, you know, combination of talents when Vince Russo joined the Brothers of Discussion to help the sinking oh, ship. Oh, that is absolutely correct. Yeah. Right on the nose on that if, one, I gotta say. Yeah, There's I, not a better manifestation of the failures of Brothers of Discussion than that <laughs> which is Vincent. <laughs> Rudolph Russo. Most people don't know that Rudolph is a middle name I just made up, but you're welcome. And yeah, I will we... lead the brothers of discussion with my big red coke-filled nose right to the bottom of the podcast list. Yeah, when we when we attach uh, the sinking anchor to the hole, the ship with the massive hole in the middle, that is the brothers of discussion. Uh, Bro, we couldn't have picked a heavier you know, anchor. If you want to anchor, I'm going to give you two Dave Mastiffs full of weight of just <laughs> ineptitude and unfunniness and poor booking decisions. You're welcome. Well, you know, uh, Vince, while we got you here, I'd love to hear your opinion because I, I know you're someone that just loves modern pro wrestling. Uh, oh, anything I... new that comes out, you're just to the moon. Now, I know you. See, now I know the brothers of discussion got no idea what wrestling is all about because you're all about <laughs> new and it should be about old the older the better but go ahead well uh as you may know vince russo uh all elite wrestling had their uh extravagant uh spared no expense <laughs> i think nice quite conference. a few expenses were spared to be honest uh <laughs> no uh, that's the joke why give four cheerleaders when we could pay for three that's what i think well, I thought you might actually have, like, a warm feeling might have sprouted in your heart uh, when you saw the the video or the production value that was this All Elite Wrestling press conference because it Bro. looked just like an, a, a 1990s Bro. WCW tell- show. Oh. Yeah, the production value was <laughs> roughly a WCW pay-per-view, which means it was not very good. <laughs> 
Sure, we were on, we were on the Twitters. We were doing live broadcasting, but who was that Mr. Garrison, who was the master of ceremonies from South Park? I don't know what that guy was doing. <laughs> well, he's he's our competition, Conrad, uh, because he also runs a podcast. He also has oh, no boy. industry You're telling uh, me experience. there's more than one podcast about wrestling out there? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, we picked... That is unbelievable to me. I thought you guys had the market cornered on that one. We... <laughs> You're telling me Mr. Garrison even has a wrestling podcast? Oh, he my does. goodness. And he gained quite a bit of weight. And he, he he feels very awkward in front of the people that feel that... Well, I felt uh, very awkward listening to former fourth-grade principal Mr. Garrison leading a pro-wrestling uh concert festivities announcement party online whatever you want to call that event it was a nightmare well so very appropriate that it's headed by cody rhodes <laughs> well i'll, I'll say this nightmare. i i'm pretty sure that number one uh they have the investors they need right and number two i don't know if i was an investor that i'd be thrilled to see a press conference in the parking lot of the jacksonville jaguars <laughs> football not even in Bro, the stadium you know out I in think the parking that was a lot. tremendous idea to do it in a parking lot because yeah. most of the pay-per-views will be inside of a bingo hall so i think it's really smart to save <laughs> on parking that's a good well, idea by cody you know what maybe they were trying to since it was monday right wasn't monday or Maybe not, but either it way, one, it, I can guarantee you it was one of the days of the week. I, I think with it was eighty percent certainty. It was a healthy homage to Monday Night Raw because of the raw setting that they decided to go with for their press conference. Um, but I, I want to get let's get into some real opinions here because Mike and Vince, uh, you know, you know, you're absolutely right. The first Monday Night Raw ever was in a shopping mall. And it's pretty cool that Cody, you know, set his AEW in a flea market. But you go ahead, Matt. <laughs> well, I just, this to me just looked like, uh, you know, that person that you find on social media that has to let everybody know that they're going to try a new diet. You know, and, I, and I'll say this. The things that AEW announced, which includes health care, includes equal pay for genders, that's fantastic. And there's nothing, like, they said that, and now I want to support them that much more. But this press conference absolutely didn't need to happen. Um, I think we all knew that Chris Jericho was uh, a part of this. So even though he was the most exciting part... Um, well, you know I've never been a Chris Jericho fan. So obviously when I saw him sign, I knew AEW was going to fold within the next 5-10 minutes. <laughs> Well, right, what about, I'm gonna uh, defer to my good friend Michael. He's he's tired of listening to me blibber blabber. But thank you for your time, Matt. I appreciate it very much. I, I might make another cameo. You never know. No, I uh, I hope so, Vince. Uh, why don't you just plop on the couch over there? Have yourself a uh, rat filled with cheese and. Oh, uh, that's my favorite treat. I'm so glad you guys thought to get catering to start filling rats with cheese. I yeah. really appreciate that very of much. You know, we could use more cheese dip and also more rat dip for the cheese. Yeah, so, it's uh, crap services. They're for absolutely. you. Absolutely. All right, Matt, you take care. <laughs> Long live uh, Vincent Rudolph Russo. All right. Toodles. Uh, Matt. Yeah. Uh, so getting uh, back, I mean, like, if you were an investor, I mean, what about that? Are, are you thinking, oh, yeah, they're making the right decisions from the get-go? 
So, I, I, and I only mention that because that could be the argument as to why this needed to happen. Uh, but I, I will watch the show, Mike. I, I, we talked about it last I week. Think... I am really excited for this to happen, but yeah. I just don't get why that press conference had to I'm happen. a little surprised that Kenny Omega was not one of the big signings that day. Exact. That is a great point. If you're going to do that, that should be the time that you announce Kenny Omega. I still like. I think it's. I think it's pretty noteworthy that they signed Pac, um, that they signed Jericho, because um, you know, based on the cruises and all the you know all-in events, and you know, we've seen them in New Japan, all those guys kind of you know rubbing elbows. This makes it official official that Jericho is you know on board with this thing because Jericho has he has the money. He you know he can do whatever he wants now. He's got so many projects lined up. So. It's pretty cool to see Jericho not, you know, making a run in or, uh, you know, just crashing a pay-per-view for a couple one-off matches. He's yeah. signing contracts. He's, you know, making himself visible. Uh, he's there on day one. So it's a it's a big get for AEW. Um, also thought it was pretty cool to get Billy Gunn as a producer. Uh, we know a lot of the DX guys, obviously, Triple H and Sean, um, you know, have a heavy hand in, like, NXT booking. Right. Um, Road Dog is booked. Um and now they get Billy Gunn. So, um, you know, they're getting a yeah, guy who's experienced, a no, guy who's, right. you know, put together tag teams. You know, he's, he knows what he's doing. It it doesn't look like it's, this this particular event was a little awkward. Yeah. Um, if only because it seemed like they wanted to make it free and fan-friendly and accessible um, and kind of make it look, you know, kind of like you're at the Groundling, you know, the, the, um, you know they're driving in that first that first stake in the railroad you know they want it to look a little a little indie if you will um and mission accomplished um yeah. the only thing i would have adjusted as uh vincent uh rudolph russo was alluding to was that mr garrison as the master of ceremonies <laughs> right oh yeah who's ready for some AEW next week oh yeah i'm gonna slather myself up mr slave and i'm gonna watch <laughs> me some AEW all weekend oh yeah <laughs> All right, now, children. Now, we're going to learn our alphabet today, you know. Uh, first letter of the alphabet is A, followed by E and W, okay? <laughs> so, I don't know. I've been working on that Mr. Garrison impression, so I wanted to bust that out, too. Um, but it was very distracting. <laughs> it definitely made me think of how um, when WCW was in its genesis and they wanted to not hire someone with a southern accent because they wanted to sound... Not like a, not like a, um, what's the word for it? Um, territorial, uh, promotion. They wanted it to sound like it's, you know, nationwide. Yeah. So kind of having this guy made it sound like From a, you know, southern, you know, like we're on the, on the old gold yeah. dust trail, um, uh, you know, in, in, uh, you know, the Bamas, the Tennessees, the Texases. Um, so kind of a surprising choice, but, uh, you know, the guy has enthusiasm, and, you know, Cody seems to like him, and it's Cody's idea, so, you know, who the hell are we to judge? Uh, but he did have a silly voice, so I do yep. want to put that out there. And I'll, I'll say the professionalism was was up to uh, uh, a four for this press <laughs> conference, too. I mean, that was that's another problem I have is just, I I just, just this press conference, like, it, it 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 still doesn't make sense to me why they did it. You make great points, but then like the last segment that Cody and the Young Bucks had, they're up there like cracking jokes that you can hear on the microphone to each other, yeah. and it's just yeah. 
And, it, and you know, that's them being them. It's them being all their YouTube videos. You know, they, they never do take things. Like, they're, they're serious about it, but they don't take it seriously, if that makes sense. So they have respect for it. They have respect for what they're doing. They're just, you know, they're always having fun. So I just, I, I mean, to that to that end, it yeah, just you know is what? another... Yeah, you know what? reminded me of your, your criticism of Triple H promos recently, where it kind of... You know, he has the note, he has the bullet points, but he's kind of improvising. That's yeah. kind of what this event seemed like a little bit. It, Would, I think it could have used just a, just a smidge more production value, but... it Yeah, and I, I you actually, like, your t- the thing that turned me around the most was you were saying they're trying to match that indie feel. But I just kind of feel like this is supposed to be game-changing, and that, and I still believe it is. For anybody listening, I think that AEW could make some changes here, if not just in the sense of helping out the talent getting paid and getting health care to the superstars that work for the WWE. Like, that is still changing the business, whether or not they become a, an actual rival of the WWE. That being said, when you are going to make those changes, you have to get to that next... You, like, you have to hit that level of production and professionalism which even when vince mcmahon is being a dipshit on tv when he's doing business he's a businessman and i don't know like i can take that more seriously than what i i I, i'm taking this press conference and i it's just that's why i come back to that idea where it just kind of felt like they wanted to give a presentation rather than they needed to give one and, and that's yeah it it felt a little rushed like if you're going to be doing um you know presentations where some of them feel a little little improvised a little off the cuff yeah i mean you know we don't need this right this second right. i mean you could have you know given it a little little more time if you want to you know write it out um you know get some cue cards going or some notes up on that podium uh-huh um because all they really did was make for themselves at most maybe three days of social media conversation and then the rest is gonna have to be it'll be improvised by us like okay what's next um because we would have still been having that conversation now if they didn't have their presentation this week and i i just i don't know they they got themselves three days of social media coverage uh they had some fun with you know their fans not being allowed in smackdown which was kind of funny when you think about it anyway i also don't trust that because i feel like it would have been a much bigger story than just a couple people on twitter saying that it happened but uh i don't know if you heard that you got people were getting turned away uh for wearing aew t-shirts to wwe events which oh my goodness i just i don't know i i don't know if i can believe that (laughs) i get it like it's a fun way to like get coverage on social media and yada 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 but uh yeah, I uh, I mean let's uh, well yeah it yeah it, I I always forget that WWE kind of treats itself like it's you know Disney World where you can't wear the costumes of characters you know in the thir- yeah. theme parks but I don't know I mean WWE when they're at their at their best you know you were allowed to troll each other's programs and you know mention WCW or WCW fans mention WWF you know it it. I don't know. It, it hopefully there isn't a lot of validity to this story. Um, yeah, it'd be a little. It's just kind of some rumors online, but 
Well, we should we should get to some actual wrestling, I think. Yeah, let's move on. So we, we had to talk about AEW because it was you know it's the biggest thing in wrestling right now. Um, yeah, and I and we I, don't want to jump into our our favorite hour of, yeah. of wrestling TV this week, and it was of course NXT. Yeah. Um, which I uh, I don't know. I actually I'll, I'll say this. I know this has this isn't the way this conversation is supposed to go. I I like SmackDown more than I liked NXT this week. But, uh... Oh, yeah, usually. Yeah, you want to jump into SmackDown? Oh, no, no, I'm just saying... NXT didn't really hit the spot for me, because we got... We got a couple matches that we already... Like, you could kind of figure it out. Like, you knew what was happening. It wasn't even necessarily a passing of the torch. But it was, you know... The guys that are getting the call-up, we know they're talented, so who's ever sticking around in NXT doesn't make sense for them to lose... Just kind of, you know, wrapping it up. A little predictable. And and I'll say, you know, like, Adam Cole isn't going to have a bad match. But he can have a less interesting... Like, a, like I guess anytime it's less than match of the year, it's it's sort of disappointing when Adam Cole's yeah. involved. And this definitely didn't hit that, that mark. Yeah, it did feel a little... Um... You know, it didn't feel like a like a fresh entree. Like the EC3 versus Adam Cole match yeah. felt felt kind of microwave. That's perfect. You know? Yes, it it was um, definitely leftovers. Uh, just to get them thrown out in the garbage because you need that, that. You need a fresh pan to cook with. Yeah, this this was EC3's <laughs> you know swan song. Okay, <laughs> that was my convoluted way of taking exactly what you said and making it a minute long explanation instead of ten. Yeah, seconds. Yeah, why say yeah. in two words what you can say in you know seventeen? Okay. Uh, EC3 Swan Song was yet another loss in the books for him. Yep. Um, as far as getting called up I to uh, the main roster, I think it's it's great because uh, it, you know his NXT career was um, definitely you know a sparkler, not a firework. He, well, he was on the roster. He had a cool entrance. He had some okay promos, but I, I honestly can't think of one good match he had. Well, I mean, um, I I know we liked the uh, the rivalry with Velveteen Dream, um, but he he might just be in this world where he's. Oh, I don't want to sound like Vince McMahon right now, but he's bigger than everybody in NXT, <laughs> and he could probably you know literally destroy these guys if they were going up you know one on one, and I, you know I think the only match that he won was against or like uh, the only series that he he really prevailed was uh, against Kona Reeves and that guy at least is taller or matches up height wise with uh, EC3 uh, based on my memory of seeing Kona Reeves four yeah. months ago um, <laughs> also but, fun fact if you go in the way back machine yeah. uh, for, on the network and look up NXT um, you can watch Derek Bateman fight some guy named Noah and Noah is Kona Reeves and Derek Bateman obviously is EC3 <laughs> Oh, funsies. Um, but yeah, this was kind of a, a lukewarm match. Uh, it, it didn't really get the momentum, you know, that you, you wanted for EC3 to say goodbye or Adam right. Cole to feel like, wow, he's, you know, jumping off a trampoline against a credible opponent. It yeah. just kind of seemed like, yeah. you know, two guys kind of, you know, scuffling with each other and, all right, well, you know, this is and, over. Yeah, and, 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 you know, he got the beat down and uh, we already know what Undisputed Era is up to. Um, but with that, I ask you this question, Mike, because uh, a uh, big part of this NXT episode was the tag team division. 
Yeah, Chucky. Uh, oh, street... Not anymore, Chucky. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, well, I'll just do. I'll, we'll jump into the one that I just mentioned. But the War Raiders came out and be, beat the. Yeah, that was perfect. They beat the shit out of Undisputed Era. <laughs> um, that was a fart I noise that I heard, the right? Mic, but it definitely did. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, folks, that was, uh, the Brothers of Discussion first. That Usually... A, that was a new guest. You're, you're <laughs> used to hearing my burps? That was a fart. <laughs> that was a fucking fart, man. Um... Fuck it! <laughs> $200 an hour for this! Fuck it! <laughs> so, uh, the War Raiders, uh, you know, uh, make themselves, uh... Visible. There we go, yeah, that's present. a good way to put it. Yes, there we go. Yeah. Uh, so they're, you know, uh, heavy machinery's gone, we move them out, so... Uh, Here's here's where I'm trying to get to with this because with the tag team vision expanding, the Street Profits come back and do uh you know a, a two minute promo that was meh, and then uh, you've got Eichner and Bartel out of nowhere getting a yes. win, really oh, getting been, some heavy heat. They've been really cool on NXT UK, which we're gonna talk about in a minute. But go ahead. Uh, does this mean Undisputed Era is on their way out because they're building up this tag division? Um, and you just, you, you're trying to, like, if I'm thinking about the upcoming takeover at Royal Rumble, what's, what are we ready to see, exactly? I mean, we're gonna I get, know. I, yeah, go ahead. It's, I don't see any, I, I don't see Undisputed Era getting called up, because that would mean, then we're up to 10, and that's, all, that's like a percentage of the main roster, 10 people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, we haven't even called up you know the tag team we were supposed to call up and there's still a tag team that we called up who has barely been called up uh and i'm talking about sanity and then uh are also including you know heavy machinery so i i think undisputed air is going to hang around for a bit um and they'll probably feud with the war raiders because this is this is a this is a money feud yeah uh, with a big power game versus uh you know we'll say wrestling acumen and uh ring iq you know that's that's kind of their their shtick um as far as building up the tag teams, yes. You know, we got a reminder that uh, Street Profits exist. Um, yeah. <laughs> they've been kind of off the radar, which, you know, you can only give so many, you know, TV matches to people. But, you know, these guys have been uh, money. Yeah, Street Profits have been money every time they've been they, on. They've been uh, fighting The crowd with, gobbles uh, up their, their gimmick. They've been fighting with Evolve, too, right? Because they, uh, yes. they were part-time tag team champions over there. Yep. So I think now they're... Yep. Now it's like, okay, well, that's where that question comes from because they're starting to build up the roster again. And, you know, if they're saying there's room for these guys, where, you know, what's the next step? Is it just, yes, there's room, so Undisputed Era will feud with the War Raiders? That's, I mean, that's where my head's at. I'm, I'm like, okay, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we got to get, we got to get some more tag teams out there. Um, and it seems like Eichner and Bartel are just kind of getting almost that mustache mountain exposure where you're just trying to get them wherever you can um yeah because they've they've been featured as legitimate heel characters on the nxt uk program um so getting them some exposure on the nxt show you know makes sense uh and they they squashed uh two two little rascals um you know who could uh bump like motherfuckers yep um but one guy actually i the way the match uh flowed it almost seemed like eichner and bartel were gonna lose their debut to two choppers yeah um so kind of a weird booking decision there but um i feel like nxt's kind of uh 
almost notorious for you know making everybody look good and i think that's part of why um the ec3 and adam cole match was a little weird because if you're gonna have undisputed era interfere i I don't know ec ec3 and adam cole nobody really came out stronger from that match and that's why it stunk um and then Bianca and Nikki Cross had their their match. Uh, well, yeah. So this this now we're getting in the realm of like what is going to happen at Takeover. So that do, that does at least start with Bianca Belair. Yeah, um, she finally put the Nikki Cross feud to bed. It looks like um, you know previously we'd had a count out. I th- I think we had like a, a double. I don't know something some other occurrence where there was oh alistair black interfered mm-hmm. um and then we had this where bianca went over clean on nikki uh bianca you know getting her gorilla press in which is easily the most one of the most impressive moves across um you know the uh wwe and nxt women's divisions because uh, i know that nia Jax can do it there might be one other female wrestler who can do a gorilla press but Bianca's shoulders really make the move look good. Yeah. Because she's, you know, all all quadriceps and, you know, glutes. Um, you know, she's just relying on her legs, where Nikki's kind of relying on, um, you know, her body mass versus whoever she's up against. Um, yeah. So it's an impressive feat, but eh, we'll see how it goes with Shayna Baszler. Because um, Bianca still, she still looks just a little... A little like a you know backyard lawn. She's a little green. Um, yeah. Her her offense still looks kind of hesitant. I'm always cautious to jump right in and say that because I feel like everybody's on her side, but I just I still don't not, see not it tonight. in her matches. She got the uh, the fighting undefeated undefeated and then overrated chance. That was a uh, that was pretty surprising. Wow. I think that's the first time we've heard the crowd kind of um turn on her they weren't yeah they weren't fed up with her i think i think just not giving her the benefit of the doubt because she has been you know um uh hesitant uh like she's trying to be safe and not hurt the person she's going up against but um you know the best wrestlers look more violent and they do make more contact than she's been making on her offense so you know it's something she's got to learn but um I mean, we can't all look, you know, as, 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 uh, you know, polished or, you know, as shockingly polished, I'd say, as, you know, like Ronda Rousey's looked, if you want to look at the women, or, you know, even Shayna, who was green when she debuted, but she still, you could still see that, um, you could still see those, those, those flashes where you're like, wow, this is somebody who's got it, you know, well, somebody who knows what they're doing. So, I would, I, I might have, uh, I, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna argue with those two. Yeah, like I, I think you might have picked two of the worst names to go with because they're doing great. But the, I I I look more at like uh you know in the easy names are Becky Charlotte um definitely Asuka. We go to NXT. We could talk Kyrie Sane. I think EO already looks great. She's already doing her. Oh no no, I meant like somebody who's new and we've watched them develop. Oh okay. I was yeah, they're you know like, those two aren't polished. like the best. I just mean that we've seen them from you know like little, little baby flowers, you know, blooming little, into little wrestling acorn. trees. Yeah, yeah, just beginning to sprout. No, yeah. I, I I can agree with that then. Um, but yeah, I, there's there's nothing there to say that she's not progressing. 
I just, I'm not super excited about the women's division right yeah. now. Yeah, this is one of the first times in a while where I'm, I'm not really looking forward to the, the women's championship match at the TakeOver. But, yeah. but uh, we got one more thing to talk about in NXT, which was Johnny Gargano uh, making, not that we thought there'd be an issue here, but uh, making his match official with Ricochet. Uh, so yeah. kind of uh, really balancing everything out and where the tag team stuff is kind of confusing uh, when we're talking North American Championship and the NXT Championship and the NXT Women's Championship. We do know what's going on. So all we got uh, out of these three title matches was a little bit of boost to either one character, which would be Bianca Belair, or uh, uh, the feuds got a little bit of a, f- a little fire lit underneath them and uh ricochet came out with some weak sauce i thought um yeah gargano got him doing generic face promos yeah you know if you wanna if you hey buddy if you want a title shot all you had to do is ask you know i'm a reasonable guy yeah uh what hey ricochet i want a title shot well okay come on buddy let's wrestle Um, first, he did okay. It was a pretty sweet suit and uh, shoes, though. I-, I thought he looked pretty cool there. Um, oh, like he, yeah. He was, he's, he was looking fine. He's definitely selling My the, uh, you know, I'm the money maker now. Um, the one and only. Uh, Gargano yeah, coming out with, uh, I would say, what's turning into a pretty typical Gargano heel promo. Uh, a lot of yelling. Um, he actually, you know, what's good is he's still reacting to the crowd, which a lot of main roster guys and... Uh, you know, even Drew yeah. McIntyre couldn't accomplish this past week. But uh, Gargano, just to get back on track, he did a pretty good job responding um, with the uh, nods and the chance for DIY to get back together. And Johnny, to at least the, the notion he wants us to believe, uh, is putting that to bed for the moment. And that, that was just a moment uh, where him mm-hmm. and Champa work together. Mike... I think it's so much fun that they're doing this because it, it's great. Because now we talked last week, like how do they make this work with the DIY reunion? Now it's perfect. Because Johnny doesn't need to get help from Alistair Black now. Oh, Jesus. From Tommaso Ciampa now. <laughs> uh, and he, he pretty on, much... let me cue up another fart for you. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, he, he buried that, that tag team getting together. Um, but now he can kind of just send us all on the swerve. Now that he's yelling at Ricochet, he's yelling at the fans about DIY getting back together. Um, cause now he can just come out and help Champa whenever he's ready. And, um, I think they, they pretty much solved that problem with that, that little, just the little detail, the little boop, little boop right on top of that promo, which thanks to the fans for yelling DIY, uh, Gargano was able to put that, put that out there. Yeah, it, you know, this is this is a case where, you know, this is something you, you see often on the main roster where uh, there's two sets of wrestlers with singles feuds and then you have the faces team up against the heels. Yeah. Um, it, it happens ad nauseum on the main roster and that's because you have so much programming to fill. But, you know, the slow build to, you know, we might get DIY versus Ricochet and Aleister Black. Um, I mean that that could headline a, a takeover, and it's probably just going to be a main event on you know an episode of N- a weekly episode of NXT, and you know that's that's going to be a classic. I can't wait for the the um, 
like the feelings that these wrestlers are gonna have. You know, there's gonna be some real feelings out in that ring. Yeah. You know how they're gonna trust each other with you know all the gold on the line and uh, you know what's happened in the past about what um, you know goals you have, what kind of betrayals you've had. Um, that's gonna be a money tag team match. I'm I'm already excited for a match that hasn't even been talked about or booked yet. We've just plant we've barely planted seeds on you know a. a you know, seven-minute segment to start NXT this week. So, good stuff. Yeah, I, I, and that that was actually that that was the good start to it. And uh, I do kind of think that episode went spiraling downhill. Uh, but going in the opposite direction was uh, NXT UK this week. Yeah, thought... do you want to do you want to do the main roster and then kind of close out with UK just because uh... they have the their first takeover event this week? All right. I guess so. So we'll spiral, yeah, I mean, we'll spiral uh, back down and wrong, go to... It was, a, it was a big bag of crap. Uh, yeah, it Hulk was. Hogan comes out in his red and yellow. I really thought we were going to get... Because uh, he comes out to do his um, his uh, tribute to Mean Gene Okerlund. Yeah. And I thought we were going to get uh, somber Hogan, you know, in his black shirt and his black headband. But, but, um, I think that Hogan got a lot more flack than... I think he deserved, if only because when he came out, one of the first things he said on the mic was, you know, I dress like this because Mean Gene would have wanted it. <laughs> um, in that, you know, this is wrestling and you should stay in character. Um, yeah. And I, I, I think that's true. And yeah. I think that that one line, you know, kind of, for me, uh, let Hogan off the hook, coming out in the red and yellow and the and the boa and, you know, the air guitar and all that stuff. So, um you know, rest his soul. I, 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 yeah, good, good riddance, Hulk. Yeah, it, it rest could have been worse. I, I get it. Could have been worse. <laughs> no, but, no, no. Um, uh, I mean, here's here's the problem: is that it, no matter how good of a job he did with this promo, and I think he did do, he did do a good job. It was emotional, and I, I, you know, I felt a little twinge. Uh, you know, some waters building up in my eyes, but that was mostly because of Mean Gene and right. how much he meant to me and they picked yeah, some that... amazing uh videos for that vignette but no matter how you cut it that was fucking hulk hogan go yeah. away i um i mean you know and he kind of he kind of he went off the rails at the end there and you know brother there's there's a bunch of angels in heaven and uh they all got halos and instead yeah. of bows and arrows they got steel chairs brother and uh Macho Man's dead, and Warrior's dead, and, you know, Rowdy Piper's dead, and everybody's dead, and I'm gonna be dead, but you can be there interviewing a brother. (laughs) Just like Jesus. Um, What I thought, and I I think you might agree with me, but I I know they wanted to get Hulk Hogan t-shirts back on the WWE shop, because, you know... (laughs) Brothers across the world gotta, you know, refer- get a new T-shirt once that yeah, yellow Vince starts has kids. to fade. He's got mouths. He's got to feed. You know. Yeah. yeah. Well, here. I mean, here's the thing. You can sell those T-shirts now. He's back. Just make that his send-off. That was. I mean, it was fine. I still like. I don't forgive him for anything. I don't need to ever see him again. I didn't see that and go, oh boy, Hulk Hogan, can't like. He does nothing for this program and unless i mean i can't believe that the show got a jump in the ratings because 
seventy-year-old Hulk Hogan limp to the ring. Well, he's yeah, he's there for the casual fan who you know just who hasn't really been paying attention to his awful racist comments and you know his sort of I mean. kind of not really apology and like you know, he's sex not, tape and he's not doing anything to bring in a new uh fan so if there's half of the fans don't want to see him ever again or even if a quarter of them are really mad at him let's just that was it we'll just send him off he had that great moment goodbye mean gene maybe if another guy dies he can come back and say goodbye but i don't need him as a a commissioner a gm i don't need to see him on tv that was it that's done he didn't fuck it up let's end it on a good note let's not bring him back have something else go wrong (laughs) and then we're here again having another conversation yeah and i mean like um it's almost like you know wwe we always joke about their 50 50 booking yeah uh that was an absolute nightmare but uh the uh montage they had of you know just funny moments from me and gene uh were, were really good they even they even threw in the fuck it uh they you know they didn't include the fuck it part but they included the set falling apart on them yeah um you know and then his various interviews through the years but somehow they forgot to include the one where he pretended to give a blowjob to rowdy rowdy piper i don't know how they forgot to include that clip on the pg show but uh, <laughs> um yeah that was kind of kind of weird um bet you know uh there's two segments that we kind of wanted to have uh recur on our on our program um one of them was our rumble predictions uh but the the other one that's kind of you know a lot more relevant to what we're talking about now is was there anything new on raw that you liked (laughs) because that was the promise when the ratings plummeted uh so as far as new goes we had a returning john cena we had a, a hulk hogan a promo matt was there anything new that you liked um well i'll, I'll tell you this I, i'm starting to come around on the revival and gable and rude because they're actually doing some good wrestling um yeah. but i mean the amber and, and that's you know what i thought about it the only question to ask here is if we if we think it's gonna get far enough like are they gonna let this last or are they gonna give the revival blah, 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 blah. Are, the, are the revival ever going to get the victory where we can actually believe that this is the usos and the new day in the bar or are we just going to see the revival lose again and the only thing they can hang their hat on is beating roman reigns in a handicap match um i think the revival actually has a pretty good shot at the rumble this year um just the way they've they've always been you know just fingertips away from victory yeah. um I honestly wouldn't be surprised if we saw them get their first uh, championship at the Rumble and maybe, you know, hold on to them for a month or two um, leading into Mania. Well, it's just, just my thing is always when they play that game where, oh, we're just so close. Then you're then they get to write that story where it's like, well, th- no, they won. It's just, you know, not, not, you know, like in the record book, but, like, technically they did all they could. So, and that's... Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's what it feels like they're they're trying to write here. It's just these, you know, like yeah. the fingertip away kind of thing. It's just, look how close they were to almost beating the hottest tag team on Monday Night Raw this quarter. That was a joke. But, it's, <laughs> you know, Well, it's a bummer happening. because, you know, we've, we've looked at the Revival as a legitimate, you know, tag team um, actually living up to their, their 
um, little catchphrase, you know, no flips, just fists. Yeah. Um, and what stinks is that I, I think it's time to give the revival a shot, but like Rude and and Gable have finally, I think, found a little little momentum, a little chemistry. Right. Um, <laughs> some of their double team spots with you know flying clotheslines that turn into ju- uh, German suplexes uh, that turn into pinning situations. Um, they're pretty impressive uh, move sets, and it's it's kind of a shame that you know we we don't quite know what to do with these guys. That's why they're kind of floating around. They have the tag titles, but they definitely feel like um, a transition team, um, and it feels like it's it's almost time to transition to the revival. So they're they're kind of a you know pass the torch. I think champion. They, they absolutely have to lose the titles because you don't want to just burn this this candle out like they did with the B team, where sure that you know you give them that win you give them the titles and then they get a couple victories and it's like well how long were these guys gonna hold on to it i thought it was just the one SummerSlam victory and then you know the next monday night raw everybody's ready for them to lose um but with them (laughs) you could actually okay so they're getting hot right you're yeah i think we both agree that these matches are actually pretty good and you're making the great point that um uh, gable and rude and we're actually talking about this way longer than i thought but Gable and yep. Rude are starting to get hot themselves. They're getting chemistry. Their match uh, move sets are getting, you know, they're more fun. They're fun to watch. Yeah. That's why it's the perfect time to take the titles away. Because now they can go back to the chase. Now we can start to believe in them. And they, they won't just become this unbeatable or, or maybe just too lucky of a tag team. Take the yeah, titles I mean, away. Give it to the rival point, if, and have them fight for it. Fight yeah, to get if, to the top. Yeah, I, you know, we talk about it all the time. Faces should be chasing. They mm-hmm. shouldn't hold the gold. Um, that from Mark Marin. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, to make the revival credible, you you got to stop this. they got to stop losing. They have to actually win the gold. Um, Gable and Rude don't really need it. We just need to see them put in a good effort and show this kind of chemistry that they're displaying for us now. Right. Um, I think it's time. I think it's time to make the revival credible. Um, and then like Gable and Rude, you know, still prove themselves with, you know, like, uh, um, you know, rematch clauses, uh, you know, with multiple tag teams, you know, going, going for the gold. Um, this is it. This is the moment. Matt, I think that's the only really positive new thing. Uh, we had some really awkward builds to the Rumble this week. We had, uh, Elias and, and Baron Corbin, (laughs) um, yeah, Brock Corbin, and Strowman you know, was a big Elias's fart sandwich. Beautiful song. Yeah. Yeah, the mixed tag match was a an even bigger fart sandwich because that match lasted 15 seconds, so it was kind of like, what's the point? Yeah. Uh, it was really a time filler. Um, oh, Brock and Strowman. Oof. Um, you know, part of that, you know, they just kind of looked at each other angrily. Um, and I do want to give credit to your Jaws reference for Strowman's uh, doll's eyes, but uh, <laughs> they're black eyes. Is uh, Strowman not being clear to wrestle? You know, definitely holds them back a little bit about what he can and can't do leading up to the Rumble. But oof, I I can't believe we're gonna see this again, where Strowman is probably gonna lay down for Brock in another another pay per view um because he's got a built-in excuse being injured yeah um it's it's weird Uh, it's i don't know even where to put that match on the card because it's not 
remotely as interesting as either the Rumble matches, obviously, and then the other, you know, main belt match is AJ versus Daniel Bryan. Um, I mean, this match is yeah. way down there on the card. Just you also have, have Becky Lynch versus Oscar. <laughs> you have Ronda versus Sasha. I mean, I, this could be a pre-show match. This Brock and Strowman, like, yeah, it's just gonna be trash. That's a good transition, though. Getting into Ronda and Sasha. I what's funny is I am a huge fan of that match happening. Yeah. I am the uh, opposite. I don't know of a fan. Whatever. Uh, this isn't gonna be uh, <laughs> smooth. That promo moment of uh, yeah moment of bliss. Sasha coming out there calling Nia a bitch. It was just that was fucking awful. If there was any yeah. reason that Sasha Banks was not in the main event, holy fuck was that it. Oh my god. And then their match, I don't know who fucked up with that. Uh, it looked like it was going to be a Hurricane Rana on the side of the ring. And Nia flipped backwards, and then Sasha just went face first into the mat. I, oh my god. Like, I'll, I'll, I will say, that's everybody's right. Nia Jax does fuck up a lot. So does Sasha Banks. And putting them in the, in the ring together, I don't know if that was Vince McMahon going, oh, yeah, Here you, uh, here's your Sasha Banks, you pieces of shit. And just this clumsy, <laughs> awful, just bumping into each other. These The the half run, you know, because they, they don't have good timing. That is, yeah. I, I will say, that is one of my least favorite things in, in pro wrestling is when you do the half run. Don't even bother doing it if you're going to injure yourself at full speed. Because yep. it doesn't look good at half speed. It looks awful. So don't don't tell yourself you got to do it. Do something else. All pro wrestlers out there, anybody listening to this match, don't do the half speed. It looks fucking terrible. That whole match was pretty much half speed because they have no chemistry. Um, and Nia lost. Nia's at the back of the line. We didn't need to see that match. We could have just yep. had Ronda come out and declare her next opponent, which is kind of weird that she's done this a couple times now. Um, but, I mean, here we are. It, it's going to happen. I'm excited it's going to happen. I hope that Sasha doesn't kill Ronda. I hope that Ronda doesn't kill Sasha. That'll be the most exciting part. But, I, I you know, I jest there, but I actually <laughs> am excited for that match to happen. If anything, it's exciting because we'll finally either see that Sasha deserves this spot or we'll see what I think the McMahons are always thinking, not the characters, the actual decision makers of why Sasha Banks isn't in the main event. And I know I'm one of the few people that's very critical on her. I don't hope that she fails. I want her to succeed, but I, I notice, I notice the clumsiness. I notice the bad mic work. So to me, it hasn't always been like, why isn't Sasha Banks in the main event? But it will be, it will be, you know, the happy thought here is that we will get our answer as to what will happen with Sasha going forward. Yeah, um, she needs to give us a real reason to keep, you know, uh, being vocal with our support. And please mm -hmm. stop injuring yourself. Yeah. We don't want you to get hurt. We don't want you to hurt someone else. Uh, I don't know who was supposed to really be taking a bump if, if Sasha was supposed to be doing a hurricane ronda to naya naya goes flying from the mat to the floor um right. all right sasha or i'm sorry all right naya uh you're gonna leap up three feet in the air right okay 
After you leap up, you got to do full. You're going 180. Boom. To your back. All right. Ready? Go. <laughs> yeah, it, it looked uh, it looked dangerous for everyone. Yeah. Um, but uh, we got to keep moving. Here's the sca- yeah, the this only is the show that sucks. Is, you know, Rhonda being newish. <laughs> I, I I don't know who's gonna protect Sasha. Uh, you know, if Sasha does some crazy risk. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's scary. Yeah, please don't die. Um, the other things that happen on Monday Night Raw. Um, yeah. I think just a reminder about what a promo is supposed to look like when Cena came out and declared uh, himself into the Royal Rumble, uh, which is one of our least favorite things. Um, I feel like you know there's only 30 spots and you get a chance at WrestleMania. Um, yep. It feels like there should be some sort of pecking order or some sort of match uh, requirement to get in, but instead, if you yell into a microphone, you get a spot. Um, uh, I don't think this rule applies to Cena because he's Cena. You know, he's already got 15 championships. Yes, you can just enter. Um, I, I think they've just applied the uh, the Mean Gene uh way or school of thinking where you you want. You want it to. You want there to be surprises. You don't want all the spots to be filled out. So they just went fuck it, fuck it. <laughs> uh, but I wish more wrestlers could kind of take the cue from Cena. Like he looks like he cares. He looks like he wants to enter the Royal Rumble. He looks like he cares about WrestleMania. So I hope I hope some of these guys are taking notes because uh, the leader of C Nation. I don't oh. think he's gonna win, but you know it. I'm gonna be, you know, making noise, uh, probably negatively, but in appreciation of Cena. Well, he definitely we schooled the uh, Drew McIntyre because that was that was Ooh. the the cookie cutter. Oh, I can't do it. A cookie cutter. <laughs> <laughs> that was my Drew McIntyre attempt. Uh, that'll need some practice. That was a cookie cutter. That's not it either. <laughs> um, yeah, that was. I can't that even was picture pretty... his voice. I'm not gonna try anymore. Um, but yeah, that 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 was also a pretty poor attempt uh, from Drew, especially you know he's up against John Cena in a promo. Cena breaks the fourth wall, which is always tough. It's hard because not everybody has that go ahead that you can you right. know anybody can break the fourth wall. It's kind of unfair. But to just keep going ahead with the script, Jesus, that looked terrible. Just John goes, yeah, go ahead, tell me what you're gonna say, and then Drew goes, okay, I'm gonna beat you up. Okay, thanks. <laughs> you gotta work on your promo skills, bro. Uh, I know, I know, man. I'm trying. <laughs> Sound like Bobcat. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I know, man. It's hard doing these promos, man. <laughs> Do some research, John Cena. I have beat Kurt Angle and I beat like Dolph Ziggler, which. You know, most of us have done, but I did it pretty recently. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty lame list he came up with, too. Yeah, he beat up a retired guy, uh, Ziggler, and then the Shield, which was already disbanding. So <laughs> he hasn't done anything. Um, oh. I mean, let's move on. Let's. Yeah. We got some real fun stuff talking to talk about here. SmackDown Live, where Daniel Bryan's making us feel bad for eating garbage. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't feel guilty because I had you know vegan chicken nuggets so i was watching that promo uh, so I, I, mike i was i, I was being good i Daniel believe those approved. come in a plastic bag also in a uh a uh, box board. yes but i recycled said plastic bag i'll have you know and um, i don't think they're good for you which was also his other point 
They are very good for you. They're made out of uh, yeah. organic breadcrumbs oh. and then organic processed uh, filling. Great. Yeah, that sounds Whatever that really good. Is, it is or it is or Gardner. <laughs> uh, but uh, besides Daniel Bryan making us all feel bad, I I I want to say it every week. I if they they do those silly power rankings, uh, we talk about wrestlers of the year. Rats. This is why Daniel Bryan is at the top because his promos, even though they're you know not rocket science, it's just like Cena. Just be. Just believe what you're saying. Yeah. And that's what Daniel does. He's and very passionate right now. And boom. that's not something he actually... I, I don't think he's able to pull it off as a face. At least not all the time. When he's talking about, I was a human being that was depressed, and now I'm not depressed. He's pretty passionate about that. But, yeah. you know, then when it's just about, Oh, golly gee, mister, I'm going to beat you up. Like, he he doesn't really pull that off. I think I just pulled it off better than he did over the entire summer. So, <laughs> and especially when he has to drag his wife into the matches, too. That was, whoo, doggies, those are bad. Anyways, <laughs> Daniel Bryan, and you picked him as your superstar of the year. Um, I He's already superstar 2019 as far as I'm concerned. Yep. His promos, he's a champion. I don't yeah. know what else you want from him. And really, I'm just saying, you know, we're we're a weekend, and but he, uh, he had the best week. I feel like I don't uh, I don't want to dwell on him too much because we already kind of good. have an expectation, right. and he's meeting that expectation. Um, we got some magic in the ring this week, Matt. Yeah, uh, Nakamura and Rusev. Now I know you said that to be a <laughs> troll, but um, I mean, I, I like really Rusev's love what they're doing. G Golly Shucks face promo. Um, where he said, I come to you not as champion, but as husband, and wife is broke. <laughs> um, so we had to actually see, you know, he's not quite two-dimensional, uh, but he was one-and-a-half-dimensional, <laughs> I think, on this night. Mm -hmm. And then I know you really appreciated Nakamura's yeah. uh, his little uh, all... Loki impression, if you will. His, he's the little little trickster god back there. It all started, Mike, when he changed his... Bright red suit, changed, traded it in for the uh, classic, classic move by a pro wrestler to go uh, heavy on the black and red. <laughs> Ooh, yep, yep. And, uh, you know, now that he's a member of NWO Wolfpack, uh, Nakamura oh is really turning into, like, that rock star that, like, <laughs> he, I, uh, Mike, we both got a copy of his book, uh for christmas and yes. i don't know if you've peeked inside but one of the Not things one of the things that nakamura was very proud of was that he was very um he was a very flamboyant young man and mm. he he that's part of how he's come up with this rock star character um i i just i see it now like i didn't see it before like i think he was trying to be like a nice rock star but we don't really know nice rock stars now he's right. the asshole rock star and i think it it actually makes sense and you go back and watch the stuff he did in new japan which i've only seen in bits and pieces because i will go back and 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 try to put pieces together of wrestlers that come over to the states but you see his stuff and he's always been kind of a douchebag like he's kind of a dick like even as a face when he's doing that, come on, like it works or, yeah, better. When he that's rest, a, rest that's his a, own head against your belly and just yeah. kind of swing his arms. Like those he are heel reach you. heel tactics. 
Yeah. He's getting in your head where it's it's getting outside of the technical technical side of wrestling, and he's trying to make you fuck up. Yeah. So this now what he's doing, and now he's getting into the head of Rusev, and and I love the storyline of Nakamura's actually right. But he's the heel, so we're gonna, you know, the the force thing here is that you, you gotta root, you gotta root for the good guy. And Rusev is now battling, or I know you said he's he's almost two D, but if you look at it, he's he's battling this idea where he actually knocked out his own wife, and he's blaming it on Nakamura, which Nakamura is just this is his opportunity to get in Rusev's head, so he's gonna use that. And I know, I know the writing this room. This is Nakamura's opportunity to win Lana's heart. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you ruined my joke. I was going to say oh. that I know the writing room. They have not gotten this deep into their discussion of storylines <laughs> the way that I'm going right now. But if you look at it in that way, like they're actually painting a masterpiece right now where Rusev is a broken man at his own hands and Nakamura is going to be able to take advantage of that. And for the first time, the United States Championship so, matters, and I'm actually going to be rooting for Nakamura what? to win that title back. I, f- I feel like you're giving them credit, uh, you know, as if this is, is Spider-Man trying to save Gwen Stacy, and it's kind of his fault that she dies, uh, when I really think that the WWE writing room was, hey, all right, what if Rusev kicked his own wife? <laughs> we could build I- a month promo out of that, right? I think, here's how it actually happened. Uh, Rusev's music is going off, and one of the writers grabs him, and he's like, hey, um, why don't you you kick Lana? All right, get out there. And then he slaps him on the back. (laughs) That's how it actually happened. Um, (laughs) That was actually just some guy that ran up to the curtain. He's he's not even a writer. He just had a good idea and threw it out um, there before Rusev ran for his uh, segment. Um, man... I don't want to hey, cut you off too quick. Uh, we're already pushing an hour, and we haven't even jumped into UK yet. Um, just a couple quick hits here. Uh, Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair met. Hot tag. Uh, when are these two going to get arrested for stealing yet another show? Hot tag. I've got a 15-minute answer for that. So, if you go back <laughs> to June... <laughs> They're so damn good. Um, yeah. And I... You know, we like giving credit where credit's due, and, you know, one of our favorite people in wrestling is Matthew, and he was talking about his favorite thing this week was Carmella going toe-to-toe with these ladies, and, uh, he wasn't wrong. You, uh, heard it here on Brothers of Discussion first. This is months ago where I said, uh, Carmella's legit, my friends. Um, she's pretty, pretty damn impressive. She didn't deserve to win, but... Yeah, when people uh, were, you know, were, because of because of where the energy level is from the crowd, but, right? But when people um, she, were belly she didn't look out of place. She didn't look like you know when we do a triple threat and you know Kane is suddenly inserted. She didn't look like Kane. She looked no. like you know a legitimate contender. Well, I was I was gonna say when people were belly aching in the spring about Carmella, we were one of the few, I don't know, podcast uh, media personalities uh, that yeah. were all about Carmella. I didn't care that Asuka was losing a ton to Carmella. I thought Carmella was doing the best work of her career, and she nailed that, you know, um, I don't want to use the word bitchy, but, you know, she's just, she wasn't winning on skill. She's the hooker by crook kind of slimy villain. Yeah, the the chicken shit heel. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and she nailed it. And I think now she's getting an opportunity to show off that she's more than that, which I yep. think is just highlighting they all they had a super duper star in Carmella this whole time. And I hope that she Well, her wrestling's getting better. Becomes the next women's champion for over a year. I'm just kidding. Um, that was more of a, a joke on how wrestling fans minds work um mike uh do you want to talk about the new guys you want to go backwards to nxt uk all the new guys okay well no uh, are they royal rumble what you mean by that participants uh i think ec3 is going to be at the rumble i think nikki cross is going to be at the rumble yep um and uh lacey evans will probably be in the rumble too yeah no heavy machinery um I don't think I, I wouldn't I wouldn't start Lars there, but I mean, isn't that where we've seen Killian Dane and Rusev have debuted? You know, yep. big guys, uh, you know, having a little mini run. Yeah, Adam Cole last year. I'm just kidding. Oh, for Pete's uh, sake. <laughs> um, oh, before we dive into UK, Matt, uh, you know, with SmackDown and Rusev in the can, uh, we're getting closer to Royal Rumble. Uh, who do you have winning the Women's Royal Rumble now that we have Becky Lynch officially fighting Asuka at Royal Rumble for her title? For my title! Well, I was kind of hoping you were going to ask the other one first because I thought that would add some drama to this. No, um, you're getting the women's one first. What? You're getting the women's guest first. Who we got? Becky Lynch. <whistles> Mike? I'm going Charlotte. My pick has not changed since day one. That arena is gonna uh, they're gonna it's gonna bust such a hard nut after becky loses to oscar which will be perfectly fine that works but then becky comes out at number 29 and she's so angry that ronda rousey interfered in her championship match that she'll do anything to get onto monday night raw and that includes winning the royal rumble mike that is how that's going down you heard it here, folks. Right. First, folks. You, you know why that's not going to happen? Because it sounds awesome. Fuck it, And the Royal Rumble always just disappoints a little bit. So, Becky Lynch is going to lose, set up some WrestleMania program with Ronda, but she's not going to get that achieved at the Royal Rumble. Instead, it's going to go to Charlotte Flair. Matt, and I'll probably I'll probably boo. Who um, you got for the men? I think last week I said Seth. The week before I said Drew McIntyre. Yes. I think right now you still got to go Seth Rollins. Uh, my feel- pick has been Drew McIntyre, and then he laid a gigantic um, rhino turd <laughs> um, against Cena in that promo. So yeah. I'm going to go back to Seth Rollins. I All right. WWE watched that promo in Gorilla and said, what the fuck was that? <laughs> like, as it's going on, you can hear you can hear Vince yelling. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's probably what threw Drew off. He could hear Vince in the back just rolling his eyes. Um, Jesus. Jesus Christ. We got to get me the rock. Anyway, uh, <laughs> have the rock come out. <laughs> if you smile. <laughs> All right, Matt. Um, let's jump into NXT UK. It'll be our last segment here, um, and we got a we got the actual first ever NXT UK takeover event in Blackpool. 
We got a stacked card for you. We got Rhea Ripley versus Tony Storm for the NXT UK Women's Championship. Pete Dunne versus Joe Coffey of Gallus for the NXT UK Championship, which should be called the UK Men's Championship. But I digress. Mustache Mountain will be fighting James Drake and stand up if you hate Zach Gibson. And then we've got a couple of blood feuds with Travis Travis Banks, the Kiwi Bussar, versus Jordan Devlin, who all I know about him is he's mean, and Finn Balor trained him. Nice. And then we have two the two big guys, Eddie Dennis, who desperately needs Vince McMahon to rename him, and Dave Mastiff doing his best impression of Vader. <laughs> um, but like a cuddly Vader. Yeah, he's kind of like a so Vader. He's so sweet, yeah. He's like that elk guy we saw on, um, like, he's definitely more yeah. fit than elk, but, uh, yeah, in the indie wrestling scene, um, but, you know, he's just, he seems kind of nice. He's, he's not really a, a meanie, like a big old fat mean guy. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, yeah. <laughs> sure, everybody knows what I'm talking about. What a great <laughs> reference. Um <laughs> How do you want to do uh, this? Because I, 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 do you want to just run through these? Uh... Sure. Let's start with uh, Banks and Devlin. Um, if only because I, I don't think Banks, like Banks, has been getting jumped um, periodically by Jordan Devlin. Yeah. But Banks has not yet given us really any character development where Jordan Devlin has, where he's uh, been a focused, determined heel. Um, and as you kind of build the undercard or midcard of um, the UK, I, I can't see Devlin losing this match. Um, he's had he's already had a bout with Pete Dunne for the for the title, and you know Devlin obviously came in second place in that match. But I think to build up more heels, um, I think Devlin should. He's got a he's got a cool song. Uh, his last name's almost the Devil. Um, I see him go, going over, Matt. I, so, the way I look at this is, like, I'm taking into consideration that this is the first takeover. I feel like it's going to go, I don't know. I don't want to already say what I'm picking for. Uh, sounds like there's a cat meowing. Uh, that was just another fart. Go ahead. I, I already know that, you know, there's there's who I'm picking for the NXT UK tag champions. And I know that's not going the way of the face. I feel like the NXT UK championship isn't going the way of the face. Um, and the same thing for the women's championship. So I think Devlin's fine. I think he's going to have a great character. So I just, I think what's going on is, is Travis is just going to get the win. Cause we're going to need some face characters to actually look the, good. The wins yeah. And, losses. Yeah. and, and I, I, I think it really, really, when it comes down to it, it's, it's how, good of work both on the mic and in the ring that devlin can give us that we've yeah. seen over these last couple months and i don't think there's any problem selling him as a legitimate um not a force but uh just a talent in in the uk yeah that's a fair argument um <laughs> i think to no to kind of exactly fucking back off that idea is mastiff versus eddie dennis um being the first takeover event mastiff is clearly the bait the big cuddly baby face um i don't think there's any doubt he's going over and this is the one match with violent stipulations because uh, the uh, toys will be at play um you know they've had two matches already 
Um, this is going to be the payoff, the third match. Um, I think Mastiff's got this in the book to kind of give the crowd something, you know, to be excited about, something yep. positive to cheer. Yeah, I hate to do it, but I'm going to agree with you. Uh, it's kind of the same reasons that, uh, not not the same reasons that Travis is getting the win, but I think Mastiff is the one where it's, okay, he's the hero. He's also the quote-unquote more talented guy on the way he's been booked. Um, so I think it's just Dave, Dave all the way on this one. Travis... Travis is getting the win because he's going to need it to sell his character and to kind of build up this roster. Mastiff's going to yeah. win because the fans are going to – they're going to need this to happen because of what's going to happen the rest of the night. Yeah, I, I, I kind of – we're, we're almost in lockstep, and we don't need to disagree. I mean – Right. It's not that kind of show. Speaking um, of agreeing. <laughs> well, the tough one I, – I think the toughest one to – oof. All right, let's do an easy one because right. I'm not ready for a tough one. Real Ripley versus Tony Storm. Uh, oh God, this is the one I thought was a toughie. Tony Storm came out on top. What? I would fall out of my chair if Tony Storm beat Rhea. Like Rhea, I... this is her first real defense. I, I'm not counting that Isla Dawn match. That was that was a clown show. Yeah, Rhea's going on top. I and I think she does need to need to keep winning. I think this these titles need to stay on shoulders as long as um as long as they do on nxt shows like it's not something where these these titles need to tra uh, change hands or you know trade shoulders that often right. um and tony's great i think what they need to do this is this has to be a match that uh, you know what's booked in here is something that leads to this being three matches in a row or a long feud this can't end clean um and this can't end you know decisively or you know this can't be a decidedly easy victory for Rhea. This has got to be a long match, and it's it's got to. I think it's got to have some shenanigans where Tony gets another shot. So Rhea, I will say, in in any fashion, is is walking out with the title. Hmm. Yeah, I don't foresee any run-ins because we haven't really built up any of the other women to do that. Um, and I don't. And it's just weird because Rhea has not looked like she's needed, you know, a, a weapon or a distraction because she's so so much more physically imposing than her opponents um yeah. uh i mean she's up there with this as far as size goes you know like with charlotte um or like bianca um uh, where she's she's a she's a big lady uh <laughs> so uh i get where you're coming from from a booking standpoint uh we'll see how creative they get because uh, uh, you know of raw smackdown nxt nxt uk this is the show that most clearly or most closely um resembles like a, a real quote-unquote indie show um so you want to keep the storyline going but we haven't built up anybody else uh we might just it might just be tony storm you know showing enough guts that you know the feud continues yeah um, and, and we saw too at at the may young that you know this this really is rhea ripley's show right now and 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 yeah. it's not that Tony Storm is bad. I I just think she's not quite there yet. Right. Yeah. Um. Well, I think these next two matches are really tough to to pick winners for. Um. Mustache Mountain versus Zach Gibson and James Drake. Um. Mustache Mountain is one of the best tag teams. Uh. Throughout all of WWE's paid employees. Um. You know, they got to prove that this week in NXT UK's uh, TV tapings when they had uh, uh, British Strong Style against Gallus. 
Um, Tyler Bates is so goddamn good. Uh, <laughs> uh, that guy has crazy legs, the way he did that helicopter spin for 60 seconds with Joe Coffey on his shoulders, or uh, when he did that, that corkscrew off the top rope was incredible. Um, I'm yeah, still not tired of him doing that spot where he runs at the ropes yeah. and ducks his head and bounces uh, his, his upper back muscles off the top rope. Yeah, he's going to give himself a concussion doing that at Larry, one of these uh, days. Larry, it's you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Trent Seven, I would put him up there with Roderick Strong as far as, um, you know, like best knife edge chops. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you know Pete Dunn breaking people's fingers. But Mustache Mountain far and away is the best tag team. However, only Joe Coffey is on the card of Gallus. So I, I got to think that Mark Coffey and Wolfgang are going to make their presence felt. And I, I think that, I think this, of all the other matches on the card, is the match that's going to have outside interference. And I, I think Gallus is going to help Gibson and Drake become the first ever NXT UK Tag Champs. That actually makes a lot of sense, because I, I was still trying to put that together right now. And, I mean, I was... The reason I'm trying to put it together is because I know that Mustache Mountain either needs to chase or they need to build up some other tag teams on this roster. So there had to be some way for Gibson and Drake to win this. And Zach Gibson has got the hate already. He is fine. Like, he's he's good to go in regards to getting a reaction out of the crowd. So if you can get that reaction with, we'll, we'll call it a third tag team, um, I mean, you're you're halfway there. So give them the title, sell them as a legitimate threat, and boom. You've got you've got yourself, if not the third tag team, you know, now, now you've got your number one tag team on the roster with, with them holding the titles. Yeah, and I mean, I think what throws a wrench in that prediction is this is the first takeover event. So I don't know if you want to, you know, have that highlight show of, you know, Mustache Mountain becomes the first ever NXT UK Tag Champions because it's fitting. Yeah. You know, they're the ones who help make the brand, um, you know, watchable while we, you know, had to learn who all these other people were. Um, but with that said, because they're already a name, uh, because it propels the storyline forward for three teams instead of just one, um, it probably, booking-wise, makes the most sense to have Zach Gibson and James Drake become the first-ever champs. And then, Matt? Uh, yes. The last match on the card, I think, is the tough one. Uh, another tough one. Uh, Pete Dunne is defending the NXT UK Men's Championship against Joe Coffey. Um Pete has already defended against, you know, the, the, the Jordan Devlins, the Tyler Bates. Um, and now he's going up against Coffee. Um, I think Coffee's definitely proven himself in the ring in his promos. Um, he's, looked, he's looked tough. He's looked like he's got the power moves. He looks angry. He looks like he wants the belt. Uh, the announced team of uh, McGinnis and Vic Joseph have really been pushing that Pete Dunne uh, um, day tracker of how many days Pete Dunn has had the title um, recently. Like, they've really been pushing, you know, it's at 600 days. Yeah. Uh, 800 days. Um, and it feels like part of the reason they're doing that is so you remember, you know, even if he loses the belt, um, he did, you know, quite an achievement. Yeah. Uh, being the face of the franchise for, you know, two years. And I think, I think one of the points that'll be 
you know that that makes this decision so difficult like which way is this is this match going to go is because if coffee wins he'll probably win being one of the and it's it's just the fact of how good everyone else is not anything against joe coffee but he's probably one of the least talented pro wrestlers that pete dunn has defended his title against not the worst but he's yeah he's not he's Adam damn Cole. near he's not ricochet yeah he's not tyler bates right yeah so it's just it's one of those things where we're talking about we got to build up another tag team well we also need another singles competitor that isn't the cuddly dave mastiff or the tiny little jordan devlin we need joe coffee to be a legitimate singles competitor you know and that again i you hate to write your wrestling stories where the title makes the man but in this sense you've got you know a title that's been on the shoulder of a single guy for 600 days or 800 days as mike put it um so there you go you've got a title that's been only on one other person's shoulder so now you're the guy that's that's toppling that uh that title reign so it's it it'll give him all the power in the world uh but just like as we talked about sasha banks and ronda rousey you know it'll all depend on what he does with it going forward but i am gonna go ahead and say that it writing's on the wall especially with them hinting at how long pete dunn has held on to the title is the point that you made there mike but i would say even if even without that i i would say it's just time to build out this roster i think pete dunn mustache mountain they're meant for bigger things and uh the, the best way to get them moving on is to take away their titles and not that uh, mustache mountain has those titles but i think in their own right they're listed as the number one tech team on nxt uk so yeah. right better to hand it off to someone that isn't already you know given that that recognition yeah it's you know the only again to reiterate the the thing thrown a, a wrench in our in our booking um our fantasy booking which i even hesitate to use that term because we're not using it to just get the outcomes we want but you know we want the outcomes that are going to be what's best for business um it's just do they want to have like a wrestlemania type um you know special event pay-per-view where you know you leave the you let the fans go home happy or you know do you make those best for business decisions like like we're you know pretty much in lockstep what we're picking um so it just depends on which way they want to go if they want to have a feel-good show or they want to have something that you know makes you want to tune into nxt uk next week and feel like you have a whole roster of credible characters rather than you know it's it's pete dunn and mustache mountain yeah, and I, I think I think that's the best question to, to ask and then answer because they need a whole roster. It It is a grind right now to get through that show. And, you know, this week was actually a little bit easier because you, you ate up a majority of one of the episodes with a three-on-three match with your six best guys on the roster. Right. Easier to swallow. But you can't do that every week. Um and I, I would just, you know, the the challenge is, man, I'm really burping right now, but um, the challenge is to keep those burps down. But the other challenge for the WWE is is to ensure that when they create a new brand, that it's it's entertaining and it's not just something that's filling up. It's not just filling up time slots on the network, uh, because that's not how you're going to sell subscriptions. Um, I think 
I think the way all businesses have, have gone here uh, in the last while back, you know, you can't all be a Netflix. You can't just push out a bunch of shit and every now and then there's a diamond in there. Um, <laughs> you get, you know, an extra 10 million subscribers because you have, you know, you have that extra pile there that, that came out pretty nice and shiny. But, yeah. uh, you know, for the WWE, they have, they have limited resources, they have uh, limited funds, and everything has to tie into one specific type of entertainment. So you got to do it right. You got to, you got to make that perfect every time. There you have it. Matt, with uh, the final thought there, uh, we're at an hour <laughs> 22. We are. And uh, we'll try and do something extra for that. I still got an article coming out. Uh, try and give a little more dirty details. Wanted to make sure the card was completed before that came out, and I'm glad I waited because uh, I only just added that Devlin match today. Right. Um, so I'll have that out for you. Uh, Matt, we can give those BOD podcast details, and just like Stone Cold says, we'll ride off into the sunset. That's uh, BODpodcast.com. For all of the old episodes, you've got 60 episodes to listen to. BODpodcast.com, every single blog that we've gone over. I'm going to do some stuff this week, too. I've finally got some time. And, uh, of course, at BODpodcast, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. On Twitter, you can join in on the fun conversation where everybody gets the joke. Or you can go to Facebook where nobody gets our jokes. (laughs) I'm just kidding. There's, you know, there's a lot of people that get the jokes and they do a great job of just liking and and listening to us. Um, but there are a select group that I think the jokes are going over their head. And guys, we're just kidding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so with right. that, let's ride off into the sunset. I think it's a great idea to give me another 25 minute segment talking about you know how great. Um, everything to what you're saying like the opposite so let me give counter arguments to everything that you talked about I'll be here with my right. notes if you're ready yeah we're ready actually uh, Vince I'm gonna I'm gonna count you down uh, okay it sounds great 3, I'm 2, 1 count. right and I'll count you down from 3 and then once I hit uh, 0 I'm gonna hit a button here that's actually it's called the Vince Russo button and oh, it'll so it'll You'll come through. Too, but what I'm gonna do while you're counting down, I'm gonna tell you all the reasons that Hulk Hogan had the greatest segment this week, talking about the Hulk. Now, all right, sounds good. All right, ready? All right, so Hulk Hogan is such a two, great orator that one, you know, 